0: This is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? Today, I've centered my thoughts in the following words on a phrase found in Paul's writing to a young preacher named Titus in chapter 2 and verse number 12. The context of Titus chapter 2 is that the world is our stage where we as human beings play out our roles in domestic relations, personal daily activities, and even anticipation of events yet future. But Paul speaks to Titus of proper living in this present world. These words in one bold statement explain the plight of all confined to this terrestrial ball. We arrive naked and dependent and usually depart the same way. Even devoted believers and dedicated servants to the God who created them and place them in their circumstances, vocalize their earthly soul unrest. The psalmist David, when overwhelmed with fear and calamity, expressed his desire to be lifted from this present world. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, David said, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Job, though known for his patience, wished to be loosed from this world and bewailed his birth, asking, Why died I not from the womb? The great prophet Elijah, fleeing for his life, fell under a juniper tree and requested that he be allowed to leave this present world. We spend our lives craving and conniving to produce the perfect set of circumstances for our journey through this world, and at last count, I view this proposal as impossible. Sickness will come, along with disappointments in people and happenings, and life in general and the daily grind will take their toll on each of us. Rarely will anyone, for any portion of time, be able to say all things are as we would have them to be. A Sunday school teacher told the story of the rich man and Lazarus in graphic detail to her class of young junior boys. She explained how Lazarus was a poor beggar who died and went to heaven, and the rich man lived lavishly but died and went to hell. She then asked her eager students, Which one would you want to be? One little boy answered immediately. He said, I want to be the rich man until I die, then I want to be Lazarus afterwards. His little boy mind, he summed up the thinking of the vast majority of all of us who live in this present world. Paul explained to Titus that we're to live soberly and righteously and godly and we're to do all this living in this present world. After having lived my threescore years and ten and then some, I have to confess the system is rigged against the believer. This present world lies in the lap of the wicked one. He is described as the prince in the power of the air, the ruler of this present world. His system says, be sensual, please yourself, promote yourself, expand and fulfill e- your every desire. Yet the sovereign God of the universe who loves us and with the internal love he loves us leaves me in this environment. He's always with me, yet allowing me like David and Job and Elijah and all believers to be subject to the slings and arrows of this present world. Several of my high school buddies, when graduated, joined the Marine Corps. They went uh, to a place called Paris Island for their training. This is an 8,095-acre military installation located in Port Royal, South Carolina. It's affectionately known as Boot Camp and holds the prestige of providing the rigorous training that turns men into seasoned warriors. Marine recruits boast of the hardships they wear that were, and the toil that they have and the badge of uh, honor that they get for going through their training there at Paris Island. Could you imagine training for soldiers to be effective if it was not in an adverse and difficult environment under often harsh and trying circumstance? In some sense, God does not expect His followers to be a race of uninvolved, unchallenged, unaccomplished aesthetics running from all spiritual responsibility. God is plain in His Word that He's not seeing, seeking to develop an army of believers who are like reeds shaken in the wind. We're not destined to hide in a cave like mystics or monks. Our sober and righteous and godly lives are to be worked out in this work trying world of imperfect circumstances. The believer is not sent to the parade ground, but into the thick of the battle, arrayed in the whole armor of God. God's plan involving developing a people with Christ-like character who can function standing tall for the Savior in the wear and tear of the here and now. Every day the sun rises in Washington, D.C., with its first rays falling on the eastern side of the 555-foot Washington Monument. On the aluminum capstone, these words are inscribed, "Leos Deo, Latin for praise be to God. This epitomizes to me Christians rising above a world hostile to Christ and all the while bringing praise to their God. A Christian grows and matures through the working of two divine agents, the precepts of Scripture and the providences of life. The ultimate goal to which all believers are predestined is to be conformed to the image of Christ. A believer receives data and instruction from Scripture that marks the course of action to be taken in accomplishing this goal. To follow this plan will result in a strong soldier of the cross. The key is always the implementation of the Bible's answers to every life situation. God suits this to every individual believer. I fear that today many believers are not combat ready and many have gone AWOL joining the ranks of the unbelieving world in their lifestyle. The prosperity gospel proponents will not convey the inevitable struggle assigned to every believer. Too many show Christianity as a problem-free utopia when the reverse of that is actually true. Accepting Christ thrust the believers into God's boot camp to season us for combat with the world, the flesh, and Satan and his emissaries. Take joy from the fact that Christ is the captain of the Lord's army and the battle overcome has already been decided. The Apostle Paul is an example of a battle-scarred warrior. His spiritual journey in the world began when the prophet Ananias was told by the Lord, He's a chosen vessel. He's a chosen vessel for me, and I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. The journey ended with Paul's review of a well-lived life summed up by these words, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. All of this transpired in this present world. The believers always moving against the tide. Granted, it would be far simpler to conform to the unsaved world, to be silent about our faith and shrink into our safe little places. But to declare boldly our stand for righteousness and godliness will guarantee conflict. Intimidation silences half-hearted witnesses, while pride considers man's approval paramount to God's will. After a half-century as a pastor, I have yet to be asked by a grieving family to talk of, fi- of the financial and social or educational accomplishments of a departed loved one. Without exception, the close of life in this present world brings into focus the things that are of most importance. Everything seems to be way down the list. All of the other things that could be mentioned in that particular hour are, aren't even thought of. Could it be that our time in this present world is but a window of opportunity to prepare us for eternity? How very sad it is to spend it on things that really never matter. Oh, remember, this has been Jack Scallions. What a joy it has been for me to be with you and share just a few moments from my heart to yours.